Amen. Jesus is still calling you today. I thank God for his presence here among us. I thank God for your presence as well. Those that's joining us by the way of the internet and we don't record our sermons live. So you're, you're getting a pre-recorded message. That's what we do here unless we have guest speakers. But you are getting the same message. It's going to be uh, aired on Sunday morning and I'll be preaching this Sunday morning by the grace of God. And, uh, but I just want to make you aware of that and make sure that you understand that that's what we do. And, uh, but we do thank God for the fact that you tune in and that you listen to these messages and these as much for our folks that can't make it as it is for those around the world that decide to tune in. And we thank God for your presence. Please pray for us. We need your prayers and especially in the days and times that we're living in. And God's put on my heart to speak about Israel and to speak about some of the things that are happening and to look in the scriptures here and, and help us to get a better understanding of the days that we're living in. And, and I don't know about you, but the, 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 the video clips, the news reports, and the things that I've been seeing on, on, online, and I don't watch the news. I, everything I get is through kind of clips and things like that and news apps. And, 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 uh, but you know, what, what I've seen has disturbed me. And, and, uh, but it's also stirred me to want to do more for him. And I, I trust that through this message, God will speak to your heart. And for us to want to do more, do more. As we see the day approaching, uh, there's coming a day where Jesus is going to come back. And he's going to gather all those that are saved. And there's going to be a great tribulation that's going to take place here on this earth. And, and may the Lord help us to be busy. And people need the Lord. People need to be saved. I don't want to see anybody go through the tribulation. Not a soul. And uh, may the Lord help us, Lord, to reach as many as we can with the gospel of Jesus Christ and pray for us as we endeavor to do that. And I thank God for every opportunity He's given us to do that. We, we're over 70,000 gospel mailers this already this year and right here in our community. And we've only hit uh, four zip codes. We still have one more zip code to do. And there's still another zip code that's only maybe 10 minutes drive from here. And, and we, God has given us so many homes, so many families that we can minister to to and try to reach with the gospel and, and, uh, and may the Lord help us to stay busy as we go soul winning, as we go door knocking, as we, we still do things the old fashioned way, but we've added to and, uh, and trying to reach as many people as we can. And please pray for us as we pray for you. And if you'd like to find your place in Zechariah chapter one, Zechariah chapter one, the title of the message is God is still calling God is still calling. Zechariah chapter 1. It says in verse 1, In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Ido, the prophet, saying, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be ye not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But my words and my statutes, which I have commanded my servants, the prophets, did not they take hold of your fathers? And they returned and said, Like as the Lord of hosts ought to do unto us, 
according to our ways and according to our doings, so hath he dealt with us. Zechariah was a contemporary of the prophet Haggai. Both prophets were used of the Lord to rally those that were rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem after the 70 years of captivity. But I'd like to draw your attention here as we get in right into the message back to verse 2 and verse 3. In verse 2 and 3 it says, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Uh, After a very brief introduction there in verse 1 of the speaker, God gets right to to the point. Uh, And number 1 here, we see God's call to repent. Uh, They were not worshiping false idols. And you got to understand, these people that were here, uh, they had not denied the Lord. Uh, They had not started going after false gods again like their fathers did. Uh, But the work of the Lord had ceased. Uh, The people had lost their focus. Uh, They had got comfortable and just were enjoying the blessings uh, of the Lord. Uh, And can I say it's so easy to get in that mindset as a Christian to where all you find yourself doing is just enjoying the blessings of being saved. And can I just say here uh, real briefly that we should enjoy those blessings and thank God for the blessings of salvation, but we cannot forget why God saved us. You see, He didn't save us so that we can just make our way through life. Uh, You know, God saved us and He brought us out of bondage to serve Him and to glorify Him. And that's done by doing the will of God for our lives. This group of people that we find here that that, uh, the Lord sent Zechariah to to prophesy to them and to encourage them to get back into the Lord's business and doing His will and work uh, and rebuilding the temple. Uh, They had been confronted by the enemy. Uh, Oh, they had suffered some setbacks uh, and they had lost uh, their focus. Uh, But you see, God's will for them had not changed. Uh, With all this happening in the world today and with all this happening in Israel, can I just remind you that God has not changed His mind concerning what He desires and wants for us. Nowhere in the Bible do you find that God just wants us to go into hiding or to just hang on the best we can until He comes back or He takes us home. You know, the news reported this week that Israel had called up 300,000 plus reservists for the war that's been taking place. Can I just remind all Christians that God has called us to put on the whole armor of God. There's never a time that we ought to be called up. We ought to always have the armor of God upon us because we're in a spiritual warfare. In Ephesians 6.13 it says, Wherefore... 
take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Uh, oh, the, the news reports have, have showed people there that, that were one day were enjoying themselves on the beaches. There was a holiday. There was a, a, a day there that they were celebrating. And, and this was the day right before the attacks that began in Israel. And, and they said there was very little or, 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 or even very little intel. And, and we've heard different reports that maybe some had warned them of this or that or they'd heard some chatter about this or that. But there was very little intel that could have prepared the people for the attack that happened. As we've watched these terrible videos and read about the atrocities that were taking place and are still taking place, May this remind us that we too are in a spiritual warfare. The enemy is real. He's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The enemy here that came across those borders uh, uh, from Gaza into Israel and, and they, as they went in there, they, they didn't care who they massacred. They didn't care who they got a hold of, uh, whether it was child or elderly. It made no difference to them. And there's an enemy that we have as Christians. He's, he's called the devil and he doesn't care who you are, but he's looking to devour you today. This enemy's real. The enemy here in Zechariah had launched his attack on those that were rebuilding the temple and he had succeeded in getting them to lose their focus as to why they were there. You see, God's will for those rebuilding the temple had not changed. God's direction and God's plan for them had not changed. And can I just remind you that the devil does not need us to fall into sin. All he needs is for us to lose our focus. In order for him to pin us down and to keep us from doing the will of God, all he needs is for you and I to lose our focus. If you've been watching the videos and the news reports, then you should get stirred up to action. Israel did not hesitate to get involved when they were attacked. Uh, reports came in of people that had immediately when they heard what was taking place, they immediately, even without being called up, uh, they immediately made their way to the military bases so that they could get involved. Can I just say that I don't think America's ready for something like that. As a country, we're so laid back. Look at how we responded to COVID. People whining and crying because they couldn't do what they normally did. As I was preparing for this message, I began to read uh, through the entire book of Zechariah and meditate upon each chapter and each verse. And, and uh, this book covers different times. And at the end of the book, it describes a time that Jerusalem and Judah has yet to see. What we see happening right now in Israel breaks my heart. Reports of people and videos showing people being drugged by their hair and, and drugged through the streets and watching armed men pull women out of the back of cars and shoving them into the front of a vehicle. 
Can I say, Jerusalem has yet to go through the tribulation. What we see now is going to be magnified over a hundred times worse. But can I just say, I've also read the end. Israel will turn to the Lord and believe in Jesus Christ their Savior. And can I remind you that Jesus wins and all those that oppose Him will die. There is an end. There is hope today. Many Jews and people around the world will die and go to hell if they're not reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're living in a time where we cannot afford to lose our focus. And God sent His prophet here to to, to those uh, who were called and had been set apart to rebuild the temple with a message to repent. Again, they had not turned away from the Lord, but they weren't doing God's will for their life. And that had become a sin for them. Can I just say it's still a sin for the child of God to not be doing what God expects of them to do? He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is a sin, the Bible says. They had simply lost focus. They had concerned themselves with their own well-being and with their families. Their goals had become their priority, their personal goals, if you would. Being involved in the work of the Lord and being dedicated to the work of the Lord, being consumed with the will of God was no longer important to them. In verse 2 and 3, God is calling them to repent. To repent means that there needs to be a change of mind and a change of heart. And God reminds them in verse 2, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. You know, I wonder how God feels about us. Here we see how He felt about their fathers. It says that he was sore displeased with them. I wonder if there's any displeasure from God right now with us, with your family, with my family. That word displeasure means disgusted. God was disgusted with the fathers. God was offended by the fathers. I wonder if God today is disgusted with our Laodicean mentality Oh, we're living in perilous times and we're living in the latter day of the, of the last days. There's no doubt about it, but I wonder how God feels about us. I wonder if he was to say, I'm sore displeased with this person. I'm sore displeased with that person. In verse 1 and 2, God is calling them to repent and to get back to work. You know, with this COVID that has come through and is still hanging around, uh, the overwhelming mentality right here in our country, became, and I'm talking for Christians and non-Christians alike, uh, became that of just taking care of ourselves, uh, just worrying about me, myself, and I. Churches closed their doors. Uh, now I can understand closing out of an abundance of caution when it first came out. I understand that. But there's many churches that have never went back to full operation. Churches have closed their doors and many still are using every excuse in the book 
as to why they won't have more than one worship service a week. Oh, they may open up for an hour, an hour and a half on Sunday morning, uh, but there's no Sunday afternoon, no Sunday evening, no Wednesday night, uh, no soul winning, uh, no, no, no getting the gospel out, no outreach. Uh, oh, there's plenty of organizations that call themselves churches uh, that have programs, but they don't have no preaching. The gospel's not being proclaimed. Christians have become so self-centered. It's all about me. It's all about my wants. It's all about what I'm in here for, what I want. It's, I, it's all about what's convenient for me, what fits my schedule. Well, what about God's timetable? What about God's schedule? The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Well, I'll give God one hour a week, uh, but the rest of my time, it's mine. Hey, it's all about my nap time. It's all about how I feel. Uh, it's all about my money. It's all about my plans. It's all about my schedule. Well, what about God's plan? The Bible says, so much the more as ye see the day approaching. That day is here. That day is approaching, my friend. It's time to get to work. The night is coming, the Bible says, where no man can work. Uh, hey, we've got to work now. It's no time to quit tithing. It's no time to quit giving of offerings. Uh, it's no time to quit giving to missions uh, and quit being a witness and quit giving out the gospel and quit coming to church. It's not time to just sit back and just take care of ourselves. It's time to get busy with what God wants. And God sent Haggai and he sent Zechariah to rally the troops. These Jews were just sitting back enjoying God's blessings and just taking care of themselves and their houses while the building of the house of God stood still. The first thing that we see in this message that was sent to those that were rebuilding the temple was a call to repent. Number two, I'd like for you to notice a call to remember. Look in verse 4. It says, Be ye not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? God tells them to remember how that he sent prophet after prophet, uh, message after message. Uh, he sent his word over and over again, but their fathers would not listen. They failed to heed the word of God by the prophets, uh, and they wound up in captivity for 70 years. And then God asked them, where is your fathers? Where did all that get them? Oh, they, they were taking care of themselves, man. They, they had their little agenda. They had their little schedules, you know. They didn't want to upset the apple cart there. And they wanted to make sure everything was just running real smooth for them. What did God say? Where are they now? All these things they thought they were living for that was so important, where are they now? He said, where is your fathers? God is reminding them and it's their turn to rise up so that they can be used in the will of God and the work of God. 
You know, the founder of this church is no longer here. He, he's with the Lord. Those were who were here 30 and 40 years ago are no longer here. But we're here. We're here. And it's time for us to remember where God has brought us from and for us to get busy doing what God has called us to do. Uh, hey, God has not changed His mind from 51 years ago when this church was started. We still have the same mandate and the same commandments and statutes from God to do His will. Can I remind you that our time here is very limited? Where are your fathers? There's been six other pastors in this church over the last 51 years. There's been numerous, numerous members who have come and gone. But they're no longer here. But you're here. And it's our turn to be involved. And with all the wickedness and destruction and devastation that's going on in our country and the devastation that's taking place in the Middle East, it's time to get busy serving God. God called them to remember. And what's going to happen if we don't hear and we don't hearken? If we choose to just idly sit by while God needs laborers in the field... You better be careful because he may just remove you and remove us and give the opportunity to somebody else. This past Tuesday we were out door knocking and there was a lady that I'd met on Saturday that asked for a Bible and I wanted to go back by her house there with some men and, and we just wanted to stop by. I was going to hit a few doors there on that road while we were out and, and uh, we was just going to make sure that we wanted to give her, this lady a Bible that she asked for and one of the, the little boys that rides our, our church uh, bus route, van route there, and he, uh, he came up to me. He lived on that street, and he said, I thought that was you. I tried to get here as fast as I can, Pastor Gordon. He said, I just wanted to come see you. And I said, well, good. And there were several other children there that ride our bus, and I spoke with them, and, and uh, he, he, he said, Pastor Gordon. This is an eight-year-old boy. He said, Pastor Gordon. He said, when you go make your visits on Saturday for the bus ministry, could I go with you? Could I go with you? And I said, well, I'll have to talk to your mom about that, but I don't see why not if it's okay with your parents. And then he told me, he said, I got a friend that lives right up the street here. And he said, I, I think he'd come to church. So I gave him some bus tracks and I said, well, here, why don't you give him this bus tracks? I said, is he here? I said, I'll go speak to him now, his mom, dad. And uh, it was a holiday here, you know, the kids were out of school. And, and uh, I said, I'll be glad to go by and speak with them right now if you want to. So I said, why don't you ride up there and see if they're home? And he got on his bicycle, ran up there and they weren't home. So he came running, riding back and he said, they're not here, preacher, they're not here. I said, well, here take these bus tracks and go put it on their door or would you just give it to him when you see them come back home today? Would you be willing to go and give them that and talk to them about coming to church? And he said, I'll do that. And as uh, we went back up the driveway, I said, show me where they live. And so as we went up, he was on his bike there and he was riding down the road and he got there, got off his bicycle, him and one of the other young ladies that rides uh, our church bus and, and they both got off their bicycles and together walked up to that house with gospel tracts. He said, I'm going to leave it on their door. I wonder where he got that idea to do that. It's because people have done that for him. Somebody got involved. And they, they knew what to do because they've seen it. 
And this little eight-year-old boy knew where to put the gospel track. And he went up there and he left it on the door. He said, I'll leave it there and I'll go back and talk to him later. I hope I never forget what I saw that day. I told some of the men there, I said, I, I wish I, could, I should have took a picture of this. Watching that little boy with a gospel track walking up them steps to leave the gospel on somebody's door with a concern to get somebody to church. Here's a little boy that hasn't been saved but a few weeks. Two weeks ago, he raised his hand in the invitation when the invitation was given. And I asked, who wants to be used of the Lord more? Who wants to make themselves more available? And that little boy had his hand up in the air. And he was waving it, trying to get my attention. He wanted to make sure that I saw him making himself more available. God saw that hand that day. God saw his heart. And God used him to carry the gospel to somebody else. Can I just say if that little boy could make himself more available to be used of the Lord, what's our excuse? What's your excuse? If you knew that little boy where he lived, the conditions that he lives in, he'd have every excuse in the world not to want to do more for the Lord. Can I ask you, what's your excuse? Because that's all it is. It ain't a reason. You don't have a reason. Reason's something valid. What excuse are you using that would trump you from doing the will of God? That, that you've justified in your mind that I can't be more available. I can't do more. What is it? Just remember. Remember what God said about Saul, he said, uh, I found somebody that's better than you. And I've given him the kingdom. Don't, don't miss out on the opportunity that God has given you. Because if you miss out on that, he may just give it to somebody else. There are some of you that know that God wants you to do more and you know what God wants, but you're just too busy. You're too busy just taking care of yourself. And God is calling you, He's calling me to repent. He's calling us to remember. In Galatians 6, 7 it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth that shall he reap, she, he shall also, he also reap. You may not see the reaping of what you sow, whether good or bad. But you know what? Your children may. Your family may. God said, remember your fathers. Where are they? They came. They didn't hit. Listen. And now they're gone. And what were these fathers known for? They were known for someone that did not hear and did not hearken. You know, Israel has rallied and called for their reservist. They're bringing their own weapons and supplies in many areas, and they're all in. They're all in. Our country and our community and our homes are in a mess. Christian homes are in a mess, and Christians are playing games with God's will and God's plan for their lives, and what are we doing about it? We're just sitting idly by. 
God issues a call to repent. God issues a call to remember. And then lastly, God issues a call to rest upon His words. Look at verse 6. But my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? And they returned and said, Like as the Lord of hosts ought to do unto us, according to our ways and according to our doings, so hath he dealt with us. Can I ask you, do you want to see God's power and God's provisions? Do, do you want to see God's blessings on your life? Can I just remind you that God will do what He says He will do. He will bless you and use you for good if you yield yourself to Him. But if you don't, if you don't hear, if you don't hearken, He will do unto you according to your ways and according to your doing. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 it says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not in this day of trouble that we live in. In these final days, these last days, God is calling us to repent. God is calling us to remember. And God is calling us to rest on His words. It's time to get involved. It's time to get busy for the Lord. And if we don't, then God will do just what He said He would do. He may just find somebody else who will. If you read Zechariah and Haggai and Ezra, you'll find that the temple got built and they experienced a true revival. And God wants to do that again for you and me. There's still hope in these last days, but judgment has to start at the house of God. It's time for God's people to get right and we will reap what we sow. Will you hear and hearken to His words? Or will God have to deal with you according to your ways and your doings? Can I just remind you that God is faithful?